The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are you familiar saying. with the um the series of unfortunate events yes, not Count not my life the book Olaf. series oh yes okay. are you familiar with kind of the gimmick in that book yes series. the fact that it's written by lemony snicket yes which is a name that makes me hungry every time i hear it no it <laughs> the 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 gimmick in the book is the volunteer fire department the vfd right. mm-hmm and it was split into the people who the ambiguity of the volunteer fire department is, is that uh, is, are they the ones who put out fires or start fires voluntarily? It's kind of a goofy yeah. thing. And I was like, what a funny concept. That'd be hilarious if that existed in real life. And then I realized it does. It's the FBI. <gasps> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with its own FBI handler. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You see those reports that came out about how the FBI looks at words that people tweet, like based and uh, red-pilled, and puts them on a list? (laughs) There's no way that's true. That's 100% true, and they've also been infiltrating traditionalist Catholic uh, churches and groups online. That's true. So I'm wondering if we, if through our ironic sheen... That they that we may have accidentally ended up on a on an FBI list as maybe if, sort of a high threat. Group. They they could never they could never get to us. How um, many people in the Discord do you think are feds? I besides ben I think Eastman. at least three people in the New Polity Discord are feds, and I'll name them right now. Yeah, I'm I think kidding. that's true. Jacob Imam, Mark Barnes, and Doctor Andrew Willard Jones. <laughs> They're all employed all... by big. Big gov. They're all FBI plants. Yes. Mark did a bit at the uh, at the uh, New Polity uh, conference where he pretended to have been an undercover agent the whole time. That would be crazy. It was very funny. Yeah. I don't. It was funny in like a Chestertonian, like a polite chuckle sort of way. You know, like <laughs> I ah, don't think. Ah, ah. Yeah, I don't think anybody in New Polity is really cracking jokes that make people belly laugh. You know, I. Think... I don't know, man. What? No, I know, man. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is is good. It's good. They do their own thing, but yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm in the crowd in that situation, or I'm in a, a receiving audience for a Chestertonian sensible chuckle, mm-hmm. um, it does it hurt you in the same way that it hurts me? Like at mass. Yeah, like a mass chuckle. A Chestertonian sensible chuckle does not bother. I 
I don't <laughs> see I don't see Chestertonian as a sensible chuckle. For me, Chesterton is a belly laugh. It's like <laughs> sure, Chesterton really was a good. guy who knew how to have a good time. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to. When when Chesterton made a joke, nobody in the room had to go to their wives to let them know that they didn't actually think it was funny but are pretending to laugh they along like, with everybody probably, else. They were like, I should probably divest of my investments in poor houses. That's what they did when they heard Chesterton talk. <laughs> uh, no, I, it, it's like a Victorian. You're thinking like a Victorian sensible chuckle where it's like, oh, oh good show, old sport. Oh! Yeah. Bollocks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, I can't handle. You know, when someone yeah, no. makes a, a pun... Or or the lowest common denominator joke that exists on the planet. I'm not thinking. It, it sounds like I'm referencing something specific. I'm not. I just hate this are you social situation. Ho- are you referencing homilies? Because I feel that way. I'm referencing. Yes, I'm referencing homilies. Is it a sin? No. Good. Yeah. Next time. Do it. Next time. <laughs> next time I get a bad boomery homily joke, mm-hmm. I'm just from the back of the church because you, girl, you know that's where I'm sitting. From the back of the church, I'm just gonna go. Because if you can make jokes during the homily, I can boo you during yeah. the homily. If, if, if I guess if we're, I guess if we're this, all just just tossing aside the liturgy, you know, me too. We're all yeah. Hashtag me too. That's what that <laughs> I'm coming along for the ride. You're you're steering the boat. I'm just riding. I'm just asleep at the back. You know what I mean, brother? Brother. <laughs> <laughs> we did have this this weekend. The priest was very kind. I spoke with him after mass. I have nothing to say about this priest's character. But he did do before the Eucharistic prayer, kind of a a little mini sermon about the oh, Eucharistic prayer oh, right before. Okay. All right, and it was it was fine. But I like I was literally my involuntarily my head just went like I just I just fell apart because I was like, yeah. dude, you just finished the homily. You could have said this, and it would have been. And then they did a whole like, oh, the kids can come up and take an Easter egg from the altar, but we haven't done the oh, final good. blessing yet. And uh, and then there was, you know, the call and response of teaching that he is risen. He is risen indeed to a bunch of unenthused Nebraskans. Yeah. And so yeah, it was yeah. just there were multiple things that added up that just made me like, oh, why are you doing this now? That's sad. We... Yeah, I yeah. get that. That's sad. It, But it was fine. He's fi- he's fine. You know, it's fine. I did write a couple of letters to the Bishop, the Cardinal, the Nuncio. The <laughs> but... <laughs> Who's to say if they got mailed? You know what I mean? Speaking speaking of boats, I went, I... Boats? I have I have been... Florida boy. Um, you've been I'm down at the marina? You've been, you've been checking out the old uh, people down there? The yacht club. The yacht club. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I went to a yacht club yesterday. What All right. You went to a yacht club. You, were, uh, you, you bought a yacht and joined a yacht club. No, no, no. You don't have to own a yacht to join the yacht club so you just kind of stand and have a shirt that says <laughs> yacht club <laughs> no i did wear my anchor socks though. okay I, that's good they, they have a commodore over there apparently mm-hmm. that's what they mm-hmm. said in the brochure but i uh so i went my my friend my friend zach he he he's a good friend of mine from high school he joined the yacht club mm-hmm. uh, nearby because he's a business owner and he get, he works he's a business to business guy and so he does some contracts with local businesses and so he invited me to lunch. He's like, let's go to the yacht club. And I go, <laughs> good one. Oh, you were serious. And so yeah. we, uh, it, it was, it was apparently it was a low key thing, but um, I, I've decided that a new goal in my life is to join a yacht club. I will never learn how to sail a boat ever. Mm-hmm. My dad mm-hmm. did. 
my dad knew how to sail boats. We used to own a sailboat, actually. Yeah. Uh, we sold it to buy the house that I'm sitting in. So thanks, Dad. We That's don't live good. on a boat. Yes. Yeah. My dad also used to drive a motorcycle, and he sold that to pay for the house that I'm living in now. Hmm. Uh, that's just, anyway, go dad. What do right? you have to do now is sell the house, get a boat, get a bigger boat. Uh, huh. <laughs> that's, that's what the, we call equity, baby. That's the, the catamaran plan, you know, but I went to, I went to the yacht club. It was very beautiful. Okay. Um, or it is it on time. a boat? I don't understand where it is. Is it on a so boat? So it's on a Marina. So it's I, like, so you Harbor. Need... Okay. So a Marina to me is a body of water. And so if something is on a marina, that means it's in the water, which means it's on so a boat. So it's on like the land next to the water. Okay, so it's on the shoreline. It's in a building. Sure, it's a build. Yes, the yacht okay. club is a building, not floating. Uh, where uh, next to which you can park your yacht. Uh huh. Um, but there, we're they not have drive through. Like, no <laughs> boat through. There, uh, we're not we're not talking like Jeff Bezos style yachts where like yeah. the oh. the length of the yacht is like the Empire State Building. We're talking like. These guys have a couple of of yes. skiffs. Skiffs. Yeah. They got some. Uh, they got some. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, they got some uh, slaves. Uh, no. <laughs> Who, but it was a very. Boat, what do they have? What do they have? What, what's the name of the boat? A boat swain. What's the name? They of got the... a commodore. They have a guy who's in charge. That's a commodore. Isn't that where is... you go to the bathroom on a ship? That's a. That's a. You're thinking of a commode. Ah, and no, the the in the the boat isn't that world, a type of lizard? <laughs> a Komodo dragon. <laughs> That's isn't what they that call the, isn't that the villain? Pooping. Isn't that the villain in Powerpuff Girls? It's Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> just go way too far. <laughs> I didn't know that one. Yeah, I don't um, know either. Yeah, so I went. I went to the Yacht Club. It was yeah. very nice. They had very yeah. delicious food there. Yum. Um, What'd you have? I had I had a buffalo chicken sandwich. It was, let's be real. It was one of the best chicken sandwiches I've ever had. Really? Very expensive. Well, it was expensive as far as chicken sandwiches go. I get like Popeye's chicken sandwiches. What was it twenty dollars? Twenty one? No, it was sandwich? like fifteen. Fifteen dollar sandwich with like a side and a drink. It wasn't bad. Inflation. I know, but anyway. So after the yacht club, after I had lunch with my friend Zach, mm-hmm. uh, I went. I I was like, hey, what's okay. uh, what's membership like? Because oh. I wanted to know. You I never ask. Know. You never ask. I did ask, and they 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 brought me back. They were very nice. They weren't pushy. They weren't trying to push membership on me because it's a yacht. They this is a very exclusive club. They don't need members. That's the thing. There's a waiting list, right? So they're not trying to get me to sign up today. Sure. Ethan, tell me. The the let me guess. Fee. Let me guess. Don't tell me. Don't don't tell me. Let me guess. Okay. So we're doing monthly fee. The mo- I don't know if we can talk about the pricing. Well, probably. Well, okay. What are they gonna do? Sue us? Uh, uh, the monthly fee was like not that much. It was like a couple hundred dollars. Okay, sure. Which is like for the whole family. So it's like yeah, not a big fine. deal. All right, cool. The initiation fee. Initiation fee. Was the cost of a year of college. Really? 15K? About, yeah. Wow. It was so much money. Dang. And I went home and I sewed that, that welcome pack. I went, on, I went into that like that room and I was like, like so what do you do? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I was I'm like, in act sales. Rich, act rich, act rich. <laughs> you say I'm in sales. That's all yeah, you that's need to I say. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm in sales. I'm and they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I drove up in a, I drove up in like a 2016 Toyota Corolla uh, with a bunch of crap in the back. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in sales. <laughs> yeah. And, people, uh, rich people don't drive nice cars. That's a misconception. No, it's true. There were there were not there were not a lot of like you know Mercedes and Teslas in the parking. There were a few, no. yeah. you know, but like they there were not. Um, yeah, no, I used to. I I went. I I'd make this joke. I went when I would go to the gym. There was always like a Porsche and a Corvette and a 
and a Mercedes and a Tesla in the parking lot. And I was like, I think I go to an overpriced gym. Yeah. Yeah. If people are parked outside driving that, they are marks. <laughs> or they spend half of their monthly income on a car payment. On a car payment. Yeah. That's I recently realized how much a car payment is because I haven't had a car payment ever because I just buy my cars in cash. Yep. Uh, and it's just sometimes I see these vehicles on the road and I like do the math in my head and I'm like, you're paying, you're paying $800 a month. Well, what are you? So this is, this is why people are like, oh, we can't afford this. It's because they have two cars car for $800 a month sitting in a yeah. garage. When I was talking to Phoebe, I was talking to Phoebe about what's like the average, the average person. Um, I was like, what, what do you think the average person pays to own a car per year on average? Oh, probably six grand. Yep. Eight, eight grand. Eight grand. That's the yeah. a- American spend. That's the average? average. It's the average. And I went off of 500 a month. So it's more than 500 a month. That's yeah. crazy. But it's one car the car payment. That's the car payment. Exactly. That's the car payment plus repairs and gas and insurance. Okay. Well, that's okay. Sure. But that is that is crazy. Eight thousand dollars, considering that the median household income is like seventy five grand. That's a big chunk of your income, especially. Right. That's if you a have tenth of cars. your. That's a tithe. That's yeah. what's supposed to go to the church. That's going yeah. to big petrol. Ca- cars are bad. Everyone, everyone's like, "Oh, Patrick's all anti-car now." Blah, blah, blah. No, this is the dumbest thing we've done. What cars? Car? Yeah, this is so stupid. Why did we do? Can this? I can I propose to you mustard gas as a bad idea? That we did. Nope, this was worse. Okay, this killed more people. <laughs> okay, how about the gun? So you're so you realize that you've now you you've been you've been suckered in to the yacht club. The yacht club to me is just a country club, but in Florida, is that really yes. all that it yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So you're going to be a country club polo wearing, boat shoe having, non-boat driving kind of a guy here pretty soon well i i I was like so that that was one thing that they they mentioned if you're like in if you're in business to business sales like you gotta join b2b i don't want to drop that acronym because not everyone knows what it is but i uh, if you're in if you're in b2b sales you want to join a chamber of commerce Mm. you join the chamber of commerce you want to join the bni you want to join which i don't know what that stands for you want to like go on small business networking websites right um but they're like, you also want to join if you can afford it, like a local country club or like a local, um, a local yacht club. Um, and so I was like, Phoebe, we got to join the yacht club. And she was like, no. And I was like, but we should, we should take our life savings and we should join the yacht club. Yeah. We'll be like the family on arrested development. People say that you should do those things, but I think it makes more sense. Like once you start developing friendships, just join the ones that your friends are already at. Like, I don't oh, think yeah. you should just go join one and be no. like, going to make friends now. You know what yeah, I mean? Like stuff like that you have with, with this place in particular, you actually have to get recommended by two people that already join that are already yeah. members. So you have yeah. to, yeah. you can't just join. Even like the chamber of commerce. Like I went to some chamber of commerce meetings when I was in sales with real estate and like everybody who's there was like, sent by their boss or like is there to see some very specific friends that they knew were going to be there. And like mm-hmm. the networking that happens is really awkward and weird. Cause it's like, Hey, I do this specific type of real estate sales. What do you do? Oh, I sell insurance to businesses for like flooding. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, we have nothing to do with each other at all. Great. Nice <laughs> to meet you, you know? And Bye. Then, 
And then you just do that three times and then you eat some really crappy chicken and then you listen to a guy give a talk and then everyone goes back to work. And it's just like the most miserable middle of the day thing that you can do. <laughs> and so you can go to the Chamber of Commerce if you want. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do it. And All if right. it is that, I'll just leave. Because like I don't know that it's that. You sure. Know? It could be different in Melbourne. They could you know, have, probably, they could have better chicken. It's probably it's probably similar, but hey, look, all I need is if I get one contract out of it, it's worth my time. Sure. I trust you. I think you're gonna do great things in these chambers. I used to go to those with my dad. You went to the chamber of commerce with your dad? Mm -hmm. My dad uh I was gonna say my dad never took me anywhere, but I'm probably not gonna say that. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) My dad took me to Chuck E. Cheese. Nice. I've never been. You've never been to Charles Edward Entertainment Cheese in your entire life. No. I have the best idea for a video. Ethan, you know what I did? I I live in Florida. We went to Disney, okay? Okay. We we did the bigger mouse. We didn't get the great value mouse. All right, we got the... First of all, (laughs) get off your high mouse right now because this is (laughs) annoying. But second of all, it's not... It's like saying like, oh, uh, I've never been to um, my local high school football game and be like, you know what we did? We would go to the NFL stadium near me. That's what we would do. It's like they're not they're not even the same kind of thing. Yeah, is they it? are. No, no. A, one is a better version of the other. No. I'm they're totally different. Nobody of, yeah. nobody would go to an NFL game and be like, this also, is a better version wait, of a high wait, school wait, football wait, game. Wait, 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 wait. Compare the comparison here. Yeah. Is a high school football game is like cute, local, and fun, and the yes. kids are bad at it and it's hilarious. Yes. Chuck and there's e. hot chocolate. Chuck E. Cheese is yeah, for like a dollar. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is nothing like that. It's not that's not that. The, 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 you don't know you don't don't tell me what chuck e cheese is like you've never been you i can't don't exactly you are you are cheese kid can be a kid you're cheese explaining to me reuse their pizzas you're cheese explaining to me <laughs> i know exactly i've been to a pd penguins basically the same thing you made that up <laughs> no i didn't i promise pd penguins what is it police department penguins what does that stand for <laughs> i don't know but Phil, was, Phil it's Dietrich like, Penguins. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese, but an ice skating rink. That's the main attraction. So you have to you. So the arcade games are in the middle of the rink, and you have to kind of skate <laughs> around to them. Yeah, and if a kid is using the skee ball machine, you just take off an ice skate and just beat him with it until he Clonk leaves. him. So yeah. It's, so so based on what you've described, it sounds nothing like a Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is like to Disney World. Chuck E. Cheese at Disney World as like arena football is to the NFL, right? It's like I see what you're going for. No. Again, I would reiterate that you've never been to Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> and so you don't know what you're saying. I'm I have aware been, of what it I'm is. the only okay. one on this podcast. No. Enlighten me. I'm the only one on this podcast that's <laughs> been to both Chuck E. Cheese and Disney World, and so I'm going to tell you what is going on right now. Please. Okay? Please. At Disney World, what do you do? You go in, you pay a bunch of money, you stand in lines, and you ride rides, mm-hmm. and then you go home. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay? At Chuck E. Cheese, do you know what you do? You get your boys together. You eat really crappy pepperoni pizza. You all go uh, play these amazing games and run <laughs> around in like a ball pit tunnel system in the middle of the room. You look at that broken animatronics on the on the stage. I haven't worked since 1998. And you're like, that'd be cool if those worked, but they don't. You get enough <laughs> tickets to buy one of those rockets that you can fling you know, off your finger and mm. everyone is it takes them home and everyone's very pleased with themselves because they've earned enough tickets. 
it's a totally different experience because you're there's a goal and you can accomplish sure. it and, and you an earn economy. the tickets as a there's group like and there's a, an economy yeah. but yeah, at I disney agree. world it's just <sighs> paul president's line looks short <laughs> yeah you stand there for two hours and you're like man this mountain better actually be in space if it's worth this much waiting look you i know? gotta be honest with you the lines at disney world have never really bothered me that's because you're a psychopath and that's been, no, people was, don't say was, that enough about you. I think you get to <laughs> you get to hang out with your friends. You play uh -huh. you play like a game while you're mm -hmm. waiting in line down by the banks of the hanky panky where the bullfrogs jump from bank to bank singing. Yeah, Eowop and Island I have never I have never waited in a Disney line that was longer than 45 minutes to an hour, like an mm -hmm. hour max. It was sure it's like that's because you've had the privilege of always being able to go in the off season. You've never that's had true. to you've never had to go with the rest of us plebeians during new year's eve there is no off season for disney world anymore <laughs> it's always packed but it's i mean it, there's really no off season because when 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 americans aren't going people from brazil are going let's be honest is that true you know? oh yeah Brazilians do they know about disney world, disney world? Yeah, oh, everywhere yeah. else uh -huh. why wouldn't they go to what is in their disney world rio de janeiro no there's <laughs> not where are the where are the there's disney? one in japan and there's one in france and then there's one in Orlando. Yeah. And, and then there's and California. California. Welcome America gets two. Because it's an American company. Hmm. So it's cheaper. But yeah, it uh we always we would never wait in lines longer than 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but you're right. That means that I didn't ride like new rides right when they came out. But when I went to Cedar when I went to um Cedar Point, mm -hmm. oh, it was terrible. It was oh, awful. Yeah. See, we only rode two roller coasters the whole day. We were there for the whole day. We only rode two yeah. roller coasters. Can I it tell you awful. a decision that I've made for my family? Never go to a theme park. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're doing theme parks. I That's don't even not, think we're gonna talk. I don't even think we're gonna talk about them. Like they're not even gonna exist for us. Mm -hmm. You know. Now that's gonna be really hard for us to do. That Florida. will be hard because you will yeah. live. You live in theme where everything is a theme park. You mm -hmm. drive into Florida and they're like. Have a great time. And they $39 Universal Studios. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. I bet. Yeah, yeah sure. Like, and even though, even being at a place like Universal, you're just walking around and it's like there's not much there. And you kind of walk by a coaster and you see the line and then you see like a huge Bart Simpson and you kind of feel like throwing up. <laughs> you know, it's just like a sure. weird, just a weird I, vibe. I liked Universal the first couple of times I went. It got old after a while. Yeah, because I you can only walk all, by the ten foot Bart Simpson so many times before you get. Well, my out. real problem, my real problem with Universal was okay. So, like, what are the rides in Universal? Yeah, the Mummy, sure. hadn't seen it. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he Men in Black me. didn't see it. Dang, <laughs> Twister didn't know it was a movie. The Simpsons didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like all these movies and TV shows. E. T. I didn't watch. I didn't watch that in forever. Yeah, Jurassic Park. You seen Jurassic Park? I hadn't when I, I. I didn't. No, I didn't watch Jurassic Park until after high school. That's, those are when I. That's when I went to Universal. Yeah, it was in high school. I think what we should do is you should take me. We should do a video where I take you to Chuck E. Cheese and you take me to Disney World, and we compare. Sounds like the my video is going to be more expensive. Also, it sounds like we might get kicked out of the first video. Why? We would go to Chuck, just you and me, go to yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. Charles Edward Cheese. So you and me, two grown men, would walk into a Chuck E. Cheese. Not, not during, we would reserve a time to go. Y yeah, 
Yes. And they would say, oh, how many in your party? We just go two. And they would go two. Okay. Uh, we are reserving for three, an adult Three, because we, we need a cameraman. Okay, so three. And you go, oh, okay. So just you and, you know, you don't need to reserve just for a family. Oh, it's not for a family. It's three adult men. Yeah. You're saying this like it's a problem. It's not a, it's not a children's establishment. Anyone can go. <laughs> I feel like it's a. I don't feel like there's Chuck E. Cheese adults. Like there's Disney adults. You there's know what I, mean? I mean, Dave and Buster's is the closest equivalent to an a, an adult Chuck E. Cheese. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an adult arcade. Yes, that's yes. that. That makes sense. But what I'm saying is, there aren't people who like Charles cr- Bound. They don't Chuck E. Bound. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me that they took the exact same games in the Chuck E. Cheese and put them in the Dave and Buster's, and then just changed the sign out front. We're like, it's an adult place now, and everyone's yeah. like, oh. Finally, I can go. It's like you could have gone to Chuck E. Cheese. The whole, there's no upper age limit at Chuck. Like you could have gone. Technically, there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just. I don't know. Have you I seen? Have like, you seen those? Have you seen those? Do you know what Disney bounding is, Ethan? Uh, when people go to Disney and they're sort of Disney bound. So yes, but do you know? Do you know specifically what you have to do to be Disney bounding? Do you know you have to is? you have to paint on your car. It says Disney or bust, and then so Disney bounding. <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar, Nobody is knows. uh is the concept that okay? So I don't I don't know if you're aware of this, but in like 2012 or something, mm-hmm. Disney uh, banned costumes for people under the age of 10. So if you're like, or for a certain age, so if you're like okay. under, if you're, if you're 12 and under, you can wear a costume. If you're like an adult, you can't wear a costume. Do you know why that is? Uh, because then it would confuse with the actual cast members and then you yes. could steal a boy and we don't want that to happen. <laughs> also like they can't not in DeSantis is Florida. Let me tell you that in, much. No, no. So they, they, they did that so that people wouldn't get confused. Like, oh, it's Elsa. No, actually I'm just cosplaying as Elsa. Right. So you mm-hmm, can't go mm-hmm. into Disney dressed as a character. Right. So what people what now that made Disney adults upset. Okay. What because doesn't? they would do this. And yeah. they have very low resilience, Disney adults. That's why they go to Disney. That's why mm-hmm. they don't do real traveling. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. That's very mean, but it's also true and I believe it. So uh yes. uh so they instead of instead of saying, Oh man, shucks, they they instead do Disney bounding where you wear clothes that are inspired by Disney characters. And so you're like, oh, I'm Disney bounding as Peter Pan. And you'll wear like brown pants and like a green shirt and like a little hat that looks like Peter Pan's hat. But it's not technically a costume. You're just you just kind of like are a color scheme inspired by Peter Pan. And there have been TikToks of people posting, you know, oh, my my husband is being made fun of for Disney bounding as Anna as Anna from frozen. And he like is wearing like a purple cardigan, like a green shirt underneath and like a tie that looks like Anna's little thing. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, no man, I think they're making fun of you for Disney bounding. I don't think they care I, that your Disney bounding is a woman. Let's, let's cut through all of this. I think they're making fun of you. I think they're just making fun of you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you need to look at yourself and look at what you guys are doing as a family. Yeah. And recognize that some people are going to make fun of you for that. And they're not a family; they're a couple. Like oh, I mean, that's not that's not not well, they, a family, but it's like they have a I, dog I, for now. That's the that's the point. Is like not to say that people who are married aren't a family. Sorry, um, I'm just saying like it's important to note that these people don't have kids. They don't have kids, and they keep going back to Disney. Yeah, now, it's not a bad thing to go to Disney as an adult. They have a lot of things for adults, especially in the area. Like if you, you the food and wine festival is obviously not for kids, but sure. like. 
like Epcot is not for kids because it's like you want to learn about energy. Epcot is for one thing and one thing only, and that's field trips. Yeah, I went to Epcot and I was kind of dismayed at the fact that you could not go into the ball. You can. All right. I was dismayed. I could not find the entrance to the ball. There's a ride inside the ball. I was dismayed about Epcot. (laughs) Do you mean disappointed? Uh, I, where, yeah, I was disappointed. (laughs) What's the ride inside the Epcot ball? It's called Spaceship Earth, and it's about how we all live on the spaceship called Earth, and it's it's all it's propaganda. Yeah, it's it's pro-Earth propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. It's anti-Martian. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing some of these videos too of these women kind of marching heroically through the streets of Main Street USA, wearing their Disney bounded clothing, which mm-hmm. I guess is now the phrase. And yeah. uh, I have a question. Uh, yeah, sure. When we inevitably colonize Earth, yeah, how long do you think? How many years? Maybe we say decades. How many decades until we start we start being racist against people who were born on Mars? When we colonize Earth. No, when we colonize Mars. Oh, you said Earth. Did I say Earth? You did we say Earth. And I was Earth. like, okay, so we're, Patrick's entering a hypothetical with me where we're aliens, we're colonizing Earth. So I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get ready for this. This is two steps. When, when we colonize Mars, Mars, how long will it take us to be racist against Mars people? Yeah. I, one year. Like it's <laughs> not. It is not a tenth of a decade. It will be literally. It, they will get there, and they will, will be like, "Yeah, we did it. We put the." And we'll get like the first message back from them. They'll be like, "Those freaking idiots. They don't know what it's like. You know, those stupid morons. If yeah. they were, if they really knew what was good for them, they stay here on Earth. But instead, you know, they made this choice to." live in poverty on Mars. You know, why don't they yeah. pull themselves up? Why do they need help from us? You know, the handouts, you know, like we'll just instantly start doing that. hundred percent. It will take as long as it takes the first correspondence to get back from Mars is as long as it will take for us to be <laughs> racist towards Martians. Guaranteed. Cause that you read, you read that book series about that, about like the solar system. We're colonizing the solar system. What's it called? The uh, book Leviathan series. wakes. Leviathan wakes. The book series about the solar system. Leviathan wakes. Every book has been in the solar system. Talking about Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's this book about the small town inside the solar system. Speaking of, patreon.com slash the crunch at the $10 a month and up level, you can listen to our weekly bonus podcast reading through The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo. I am done with the first chapter. Nice. How far do we need to be for our episode tomorrow? Oh, um, I did look this up. You never texted me back. I think it's chapters one through four. Okay, perfect. Patrick on his new wave of not texting me back when I have business questions. It's been, it's been a, it's been a time. He's he. To be fair, he's been going through some things, but he doesn't tell me that. So I just have to assume sure. that he's ignoring me, and I always <laughs> assume the worst in him. So it's chapter one through four. <laughs> so we're reading most of book one for tomorrow. Good deal. When, when it's tomorrow for us, the the episode that's already up is chapters one through four, and then yes. uh, we're reading. It's essentially it's two chapters a day or so. I didn't actually send out the reading list. Well, we I'll can send, send the reading out. list. We'll send it out. We'll send it out. If yeah, you want to we'll follow along, out. you can subscribe at the ten dollar month and up level. We're very excited. I've already I've so much underlined. I have so much written out about it. Cool. And I, I I'm really excited to go in depth. Uh, but we're gonna do this all kinds of books on Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch ten dollars month and up level. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. 
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. But the talk about the Disney princesses has been making me think uh, about the Mario movie. Oh, yeah, there's a princess in that one. Yes, but she's not Disney. Uh, at least mm. Nintendo's not owned by Disney yet. Uh, mm. But it could be. One imagine day. Pikachu at Di- imagine Pikachu land. Imagine imagine Buzz Lightyear in Smash. They did do the the all star like the Nickelodeon All Star or whatever that was. What was that game called that everyone played for like two minutes but then no one played again? It had it like was Shaggy and the Bugs Iron Bunny. Giant. That was Warner. That was Warner Brothers All Stars. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All Star. Somebody once told me game and. So I've been thinking about the Mario movie and I've been thinking about it's just very interesting to me. No hate to anybody who is excited for the Mario movie or anybody who cares about it or whatever. Uh, but trigger warning, if you care about the Mario movie, I'm probably going to hurt your feelings. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's so a lot of people. There's been a lot of discourse about this movie online. Mm-hmm. People saying on Twitter, on Reddit, even in our own Discord at bit.ly slash crunch discord. People talking about like, oh, you know, like I thought it was really fun. You know, I had high expectations or I had low expectations or, you know, they, it's, it feels like they did a lot in 90 minutes and I, there were so many Easter eggs that were so fun. And, you know, I wish that there wasn't really much of a story, but like, that's okay. Probably the sequel will like have more story. Like people are just like analyzing this thing, you know? Yeah. And it makes me feel like because of what, marvel has done to the movie industry over the last 20 years what marvel did is effectively they they packaged children's entertainment into what appeared to be an adult form of entertainment right Mm -hmm. so like they took action figures and they were like what if sometimes they did swears and they had pg-13 action scenes and it was massively successful because that because they 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 went from just doing an action movie like the matrix or whatever that was r-rated that could hit adults this size or like a kid's movie like the little mermaid that could hit kids this size and they just widened their market audience yeah. you know they were like and they what did if this... we did a movie for everybody everybody right which makes sense right those it, they made gobs of money if you think about it like it's very obvious why they did what they did but i think what it's done is it's conditioned everyone to think that now all entertainment needs to fit that model of it's it's for children, but it also needs to be for me too. Like all mm-hmm. of the the comments about it being like rushed and being fast. It's like, guys, go back and watch Tarzan or The Lion King or any of these movies, which I'm sure you watch frequently because you're all living in adolescence permanently. But uh, 
But like you watch these movies, they move really fast. You want to know why? Because they're made for kids. They don't have time for these long scenes of dialogue. They need to go have a song and they need to move the plot forward. Then they need to have a song. Then they need to move the plot forward because that's what they're. Were there songs in the Mario movie? Yes, there were. And everybody's going nuts over Jack Black's song that he sang as Bowser, which again, everyone's like, I'm listening to this song on repeat. You're listening to a song on repeat from a children's movie. Like, can we just wreck? Like, anyway, (laughs) so it's just, it's odd to me that there's all these like, just i feel like we're going to be in this now forever like with the barbie movie coming out and all these things it's like we're just stuck trying to to take stuff for children and make it well, for adults. well the barbie movie is not for kids oh it's greta gerwig and so it's gonna be very mature Whatever. i saw that take on twitter people were like well uh people need to understand this is not a kid's movie i'm like but uh, yes, but it it's is. a kid's toy it is a kid's yeah that's the other thing too is like people want people it's it feels like there's this this desire that like people so desperately wanted the Mario movie to be this mature thoughtful like they were comparing it to the Lego movie which was also just kind of a solid kids movie like it was I wouldn't call it an adult movie but it I think it surprised people with the story and so yeah. now that's like held as the gold standard of like kids type movies as like spawn con as like yeah as, as paid marketing <laughs> yes and so it's just it, it, it's strange to me that people just so desperately want these things from their youth to be adult entertainment and i don't mean that in the pornographic way i just mean like mature adult entertainment um and that's like really really strange and i don't and i i mm. do you think we'll ever be able to go back you know because we t- we've talked about this in various ways, but the with the response around the Mario movie has just really like shocked me. Where it feels sure. like people are detached from reality in a certain sense and have these mm-hmm. expectations that are never going to be fulfilled, and they're going to keep buying tickets to keep seeing these movies and keep buying these books and keep watching these TV shows, searching mm-hmm. for this perfect zenith of childhood nostalgia and adult entertainment, and they're never going to find it. Sure. And the companies know this, and they're going to keep selling them stuff with that sure. promise you know what i mean yeah i don't i don't know if we can never go back i mean movies right now are just so tied up with mm. um merchandising yeah and it's been like that since star wars, star wars came yeah. out you know um at, at least since then man george made so I don't know. much money off the star wars he I mean, he was smart. He kept license. He didn't. He didn't care about licensing. He's like, do whatever you want. I keep merchandising rights, baby. <laughs> he knew. Super smart. That was super smart. Yeah. He knows, like, oh, we're making cute little characters, and people are gonna want to buy Ewok teddy bears and toy lightsabers. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. like that's just. Yes. That's what we want. Um. I don't know. I. Han Solo body pillows. Princess Leia body pillows. Chewbacca body pillows. <laughs> For the more discerning consumer, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's ever going to go. But I don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a mainstream successful movie that is like original ever again. Ever again. I don't think. I don't you think, think we're just happen. we're just stuck in reused IP forever. Oh yeah, definitely. And like everyone, everyone knows that it's bad. They're never going to win an Oscar, right? But also, who's watching Oscar movies? You know. I watched the Banshees it? of Inisherin. Sure, thought, okay. thought it was good. I haven't watched Tar yet, but I've heard it's it's all right. I don't know. I, I think anyway. I think that it's part. It's a part of life. You know. You it's think just, so? It, you can't get rid of it. You think we're just on this trajectory where? Well, it's, I mean, the the thing that's more concerning to me 
is the 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 mass expectation or the mass attitude towards content and not so much that like because obviously you can't expect companies to do anything other than make the thing that they think is going to make them the most amount of money and so you you make a mario movie you can make a ton of mario movie tie-in merch you can make a new game you can make all the you can do all kinds of things to make a ton of money right you do the Barbie movie. You can do that with the Lego movie, whatever, Spider-Man, all these things. It's the reason these movies are kept going for so long. But I think it's like, it's people don't, it feels like people are deluding themselves and not thinking about how that's, that's what this is. This is, this is companies maximizing their profits as much as they can. And they think it's something that's like made for them. You know, like, oh, this Mario this Mario movie was made for me because I grew up with Mario and they're finally coming out with a movie that I can enjoy with my with my family, with my friends. It's like, no, these people, they despise you and they want to wring as much money out of you as they can. And like there's this weird perception of like goodwill. And I just <laughs> I just don't know where that comes from, you know? It's like the perfect, yeah. they, they look at all the Easter eggs they put in there. They did that so that you would say, look at all the Easter eggs we put in there. They're playing you like a, like a little fiddle, <laughs> you know? And yeah. why do people not recognize They that? manufactured controversy so that you could talk about it on Twitter. Yes. You know, they, this different, different thing, but they did, they put a trans person on the Bud Light can because they hate you. Right. Like if they didn't do it, <laughs> yeah. they didn't do it because they love trans people. They didn't do it because they, you know, were trying to make a statement about left, right or whatever. They did it because they hate you and because they wanted to get on Fox News for 14 hours a day uninterrupted and get the most free marketing that any beer has had in years. And they wanted you to talk about it on Twitter. And it's like and people it think it's they think it's personal, but it's like, no, they hate everyone. They just want to make money. Yeah. And like, why, why do we pretend like any of this has meaning? I mean, this is just the trajectory of the, of the world. It's like that yeah. as things get more centralized, entertainment gets more centralized. I think we were talking about this in writer's group and mm. someone, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin the shot, the frame a little bit. Cause I need to, I need to do this. He was sitting like this. Yeah. I sit like that sometimes when we podcast. It's like. Where are the Humphrey Bogarts? Where are the Audrey Hepburns? And I'm like, hey man, we're in a bar in like Pittsburgh. You don't need the to. strong, silent type, like Gary Cooper. That's I, was like, yeah, I was like, also, you're like 30, so <laughs> you know. Anyway, so does does anybody you know, else think that there need to be more traditional women like Audrey Hepburn in society today? <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was like it was like where are all the where's like the the leading man like where's mm -hmm. the leading lady and I was like, dude, that was never going to last. Right. There, that can't last. This is literally there one of the fundamental premises of the show, The Sopranos, and this is kind of what it's about: is that throughout the show, Tony Soprano is like, where's the strong, silent type? Where is Gary Cooper? He was an actor, right, in the same mm -hmm. kind of generation. He was a leading man in westerns. But the whole point is that like that America is dead and the America that's replaced it is because of guys like you, Tony Soprano, who kill people and extort people and do anything for, for profit and abandon your family. Like you're the reason that, that the guy that you idolize so much that you think you're emulating, you're the reason he doesn't exist anymore, you know, which is a, but it's also yeah. like, I also think that like the America that had Audrey Hepburn and, 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 and Humphrey Bogart, mm -hmm. um, fake names, by the way, who's <laughs> this is chat, chat uh, GPT generated, yeah. make up a name for old people. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ethel Rosenblatt, you know, the real superstars. Um, <laughs> but like that, that America created this one because they realized that, you know, they, they had, they had Frank Sinatra and they were like, mm. they, they took, they took, they took some guys later down the road. Like the guys who became like the rock and roll, big boppers, those guys, they were Elvis. like, we're going to dress you up. We're going to dress you up and you're going to sing the great American songbook, just like Frank Sinatra did. And it's like, no, that's not going to work because Frank Sinatra's songs are not mass producible. They're not like the, the thing that made him such a big success, everyone being able to look at one guy and be like, that's the guy, or that's the, those are the guys, the rat pack. They're the big, they're the big, they're the big stars. You know, having that is like, it paves the way for a monoculture mm-hmm. and the monoculture is at the end of the at like the end of its life is not going to produce good things anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to produce okay things that are just right. broadly appealing, you know? Right. Um, and it's going to get worse and worse. And like the thing that you liked, the thing that you liked about Humphrey Bogart and Audrey Hepburn, it can't exist anymore because right. of the world that they created. Yes. You know, or the people that propped them up. It's yeah. like, because there's no, because there's no like local theaters putting mm-hmm. on productions from local playwrights, every high school in the world is going to do SpongeBob the musical. Because that doesn't. Every high school in America is doing SpongeBob the Musical and Legally Blonde and and Mean Girls the Musical. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any any um all kids these stupid going, wow. high schools doing Romeo and Juliet and all these other Shakespeare plays, mass produced garbage. I'm making. I know. <laughs> it's like they're doing they're doing they're doing mass produced things. So they yeah. they go like, oh, this was written. You know, okay, so like high schools do a Shakespeare thing and they throw a little spin on it. Like we're going to do Shakespeare. We're going to do Romeo and Juliet, but with lions. That was Lion King too. Um, You know, we're going to, we're going to do like a, we're going to have like the the local, the local playwright. He wrote a play for us and we're going to perform that one. Instead. It's like, we're going to do SpongeBob the musical. We're going to do Shrek the musical. We're going to do little mermaid, the musical beauty and the beast high school musical. And so now these kids that are learning the kids that love theater and love that kind of art, they Mm go, Oh, I know what I have to do to write a musical. I have to either create a huge national IP or <laughs> I have to take an existing IP and make mm-hmm. music about that. And it's Harry like Potter it's and the not, Cursed Child. Yeah. Like my, this is a good, this is a good, um, a good example is when I was in college, I, I did a, I majored in, in communications and part of my major was I had to take a script writing course, um, a screenwriting course. And so our big final project was come up with an original TV pilot. And the um, the professor had a conversation with one of the guest speakers who was like a professional script writer, a uh, showrunner in Hollywood. And she was like, David, my professor's name was David. She was like, why are you teaching them to like come up with new IP? Why are you why aren't you teaching them how to like take an existing show and learn how to write as if they are those characters? Because that's mm. a more valuable skill in this market. And he said, I want to let their creativity blossom before the reality of the world just like shuts them down wow. because if you want to be a screenwriter mm-hmm. you think i'm going to create the next office no no no. you have to learn how to write as if you are kevin from the office a character that someone already created fourteen thousand years ago and has been co-opted for this show like you have to learn how to write like that guy because that's how you're going to make it is you're going to you're going to be you got to show that you can copy people really well mm-hmm. and then you're going to succeed so the system that we have created for entertainment because it's not local anymore 
Yeah. Uh, it's going to pump out Super Mario Brothers every four years. Um, and our kids will be watching Toy Story 25. You know, like it's just going to. Yeah. It's they're going to do it. They're going to do a sequel is what they did with the iPhone. They're just going to be like, eh, it's the iPhone X. XS. Do you think that when the boomers die, that there will be any resistance left to just like a one party state controlled everything? I don't know. So I, I feel like I feel I, I feel like the last the large remaining block of right wing power is centered in those that will die in the next 10 to 15 years. Right. So like when that happens, I don't know. There's a lot of young, a lot of young conservative guys out there. I agree guys. that there are, but are there more young conservative guys than there are young left leaning people? Cause I would argue that overall the culture is pushing people left and pushing people in that direction. You just, I don't know. All the Gen Xers I know are conservatives now and they were like fighting the power in high school. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who do you know? That's Gen X. All of our parents are Gen X. Yeah, we and like between friends. the two of us, we have four parents. <laughs> Those parents have friends, and I they work do. with people who are Gen X. You know, sure, but I'm I, but a lot of people are. Let's let's pretend for a second that there is a bubble outside of the Catholic world. I think there's a breaking point. This you is this so? is my honest opinion. I okay. think there's a breaking point. I think like I think the average voter is this. Now, I don't think a guy can become a girl, but do whatever you want. Makes you happy, you know? Right, which is left-leaning for the record. It's left-leaning, but like they are, they they might have, you know, they vote Republican because they, you know, they want their social security or whatever. Like they don't want, they don't want, like they they see stuff on, you know, they see the Bud Light commercials and they're Mm -hmm. like, I don't don't know know about about that. You know, I don't like, that seems, that seems strange. Sure. Um, The bubble bath really got me. What was that? Just the bubble bath was just a little bit too far for me. I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm excited that I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, hopefully you never have to. <laughs> I'm <learn>. ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I think. I think like yeah. the average voter is like, you should be free to do whatever you want, but then it's like, but then they'll see all of the all of the imposition. Because even my even my like pretty liberal family members mm-hmm. who are like Catholic adjacent are like. I just don't know. Like people, people can't like men can't become women. Dogs and cats living under the same roof. You know, they're very much mm-hmm. like they're very, like they're like that. That's no. Like that's sure. not. And they're like pushing sure. it on kids and all this stuff. And they're 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 very hard line. And I really I really think that only only uh, maybe you're right. Maybe the maybe it is the case that like the people who are in high school college now who are just like you know being told like obviously a man can become a woman how dare you even suggest and they go i'm an impressionable men can become women right yeah and they're like what do you think and and they're on instagram and instagram is like showing them these things it's like this is what to be demisexual means and it's like all right you know they're like learning about the world through a screen and not reality so maybe that's maybe once those high schoolers that are younger than us kind of come up and they're in charge but like i do think that there's a breaking point i mean what do you think what do you think comes after this ethan after what, what? After the the current moment in time? What do you what do you what do you think happens after transgenderism? What do you think happens? Well, it's it's the we turn into animals. That's the only thing left. You know? I think it's either that. It's like 
it's this it's the ultimate marxist struggle right is the elimination between genders it's the complete leveling of all distinctions between different classes of people and so the only thing that's left is like i could see people warping their perception or percep perception of the world and being like well animals are more pure than us because they don't commit sin and so i'm going to become an animal or they just all kill themselves because that's the that is the great equalizer is death you know yeah and so the the most true marxist thing you can do is commit suicide which is <laughs> terrifying terrifying right but that's the logical yeah. conclusion of all of this is like that's the only way we can all truly be equal if we're all dead <laughs> is if we're all dead and we're all six feet under so it's either it's like some weird bestial thing or like mass ritual suicide or uh well it's not like it's not like, like marxism that. and death are our alien forces i mean no yeah believe it or not they actually have a nice storied history together marxism and death <laughs> do <laughs> yeah um why? What, but, yeah. So that's what I think. What do you think is after this? Um, I don't know. I a, a, a professor of mine is convinced that that um, uh, per, uh, minor attracted persons is next. He's mm. convinced that's what it is. I doubt it because I that's think, the big yeah. like that's the big like anti-Catholic narrative. Sure, sure. You know, right. they wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Mm -mm. Like the, I'm saying they again. That's like a unless a, uh, unless. There but we is do a know certain, for a fact. We a do certain know for sect a fact. of Catholicism branches off and joins with the minor attracted persons contingent, and then they become united. What is the sect of Catholicism? Like people who, like priests and clergymen and people who agree with the minor attracted persons ideology. Oh, sure. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like you have, I, I don't think that would happen, but it, if we're just taking it to the worst logical conclusion, you know, mm -hmm. the worst thing that could happen bishops and priests could break off and say we're the true church and we're uniting with this state funded force that's sure. saying all of these things you know i don't think it'll happen but i don't it could happen. i don't i don't think that's i was i was like i was kind of like i don't know about that he said something else about he said like another another like the overton window going forward like what's the other what's the other option besides that i mm -hmm. forget what it was but that other one sounded more i did see i did see a british I think he was maybe a psychologist or some type of social science person, mm -hmm. but he was, he was saying that a nine-year-old, he called him a nine-year-old man, which was very interesting to me mm -hmm. and said, this man was nine years old and he was able to consent to a sexual relationship with a 50 year old. And he like uh -huh. was saying it like very, like he was in his right mind and he said that he consented and he didn't regret it afterwards. And I was just like, wow, he's saying this and he believes what he's saying. Wow. Huh, maybe I'm wrong. I think, oh, the, I the, what I, my, my, my example, the thing that I think is, is next is like a greater understanding and acceptance of polyamory. Mm. That's what I, that, I think that's more likely. Sure. That makes sense. Cause like the consent narrative is like the, the, the consent as the, as the great, the great like definer of morality, whether the mm -hmm. other person is consented is very, is, is kind of like, it's, it's the, it's the reason why, minor attracted persons it's the reason why pedophilia is wrong is because minors can't consent yeah which i don't think is the only reason why it's wrong no, i think there's <laughs> lots of reasons why it's wrong um and so like that i think is a hurdle but polyamory is something that is a little more understandable and when it comes to like consent yeah um but yeah i mean we do know for a fact that there are elite men 
wealthy individuals who have specifically solicited uh, sexual activity with minors. So perhaps that is something that uh, will be pushed because I mean, let's be real. Like the, I was reading this tweet thread about like the New York times bestseller list. And they were like, everybody thinks the New York times bestseller list is a big scam. It's not a scam. It's wealthy men's wives at lunch talking about what books they're reading and then all of their friends buy it. And that's, that's how books get on the New York times bestseller list. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like it's not a big conspiracy it's just the wealthy and powerful just so happen to be powerful crazy mm-hmm. and so it's like why do you think all of it why do you think in leading up to 2015 there was so much like gay marriage stuff in television shows why do you think leading up to now there was so much transgender stuff in television shows it's because that's how that's it's because the the executive <laughs> The executive is like talking to his wife who talks to this, but you know, and, and it all, it all, it's not like a grand conspiracy. It's just, it's just, we're hitting the gas pedal on <laughs> depravity mm-hmm. and just zooming forward into annihilation. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. You are? No. Oh. Well, I'm fine. I'll be dead. <laughs> this, but our children. Oh, sure. Well, they can children. deal with it. Yeah. Well, okay. they can deal with it. Yeah. Well, we don't have to really think about the future. I mean, hey, look, I got I got saddled with this whole, you know, debt global warming thing. So someone else, they can take care of it. They'll yeah, figure it I'm out. I'm Audrey Hepburn signing off. This is not my And problem. you're watching Disney Channel. Bum, bum, bum. What uh, do we have time to resurrect the beef or is it too, too much? Oh, of we thing? don't. It, we don't have time to resurrect the beef. We've oh, been okay. doing this for an hour. Well, have we? Oh, yeah. I might cut out that whole middle part. No, just that was so much good podcasting. It was great, good podcasting, but I don't want people to listen to the show to be like, oh, they think that transgender people are pedophiles. You know what I mean? Oh, that's because that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I may believe it. (laughs) I I guess my thing is like, why does it have to be kids? Yeah. Like, why does it have to be kids? Why does it have to be children? Why does it have to be kids? Yeah. There were drag shows before. Why does it have to be kids? Right. Does it why did why did the kids? kids why did the kids need to see the drag show? Why do the kids have to go to the drag? Yeah. I don't understand. Why is it important that the kids get a? It's like why are why are you upset? Why are you or why are you asking me why I'm upset about this? I should be asking you why you need to do this. Why yeah. do you need to do this? Right. There's I'm so asking much... you're the one doing it. Why are you? I want to know what's your, right. What's your game here? Yeah, I you're you're the you're the I am you're the affirmative case here. So you have yeah. to. The, they have the, no, before they have it no was money. You before know? <laughs> it was no children at drag shows, and now you're saying children at drag shows, and I have to defend my case. That's just not how argumentation works. No, you you should be like. Tell me why should it should pre- change. Yeah, why should it change? Why yeah. why should we do this? I think. Uh, um. I'm not a crazy person for being, hey, something weird is going on there. No, I don't think you're a crazy person at all. What what do you think everyone do you think everyone do you think everyone just had the worst childhood? And is that why like all of this is centered around children? Is like people reliving some trauma through Maybe, like because people kids? really seem to people really it seem just, to it, love shows about high schoolers. It's it's a lot of high schoolers and people it's a talk lot of, about high school a lot. It's a lot of teens transitioning. It's a lot of teens being gay. It's a lot of teens. Because before in the 90s, it was like teens have sex. And it's because the guys in the 70s wanted to have sex. 
but they couldn't. And so then they wrote shows about teens having sex. That makes a bit more sense to me Mm -hmm. because everyone wants to have sex when they're in high school. (laughs) You know, you're just a horn dog. But when you get to, it just is like a a little bit of a different thing. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. It's still wrong. The 90, the nineties thing was wrong too. Yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm just not, I don't know. I don't think all. I don't think people that are transgender are de facto pedophiles. I just no. think, hey, why is, why? Hey, that's that's going. Don't get mad at me for pointing it out. I go, hey, look, that that seems kind of suspicious. But that's what people get mad about. It's like you point out a thing that you're like, this doesn't seem right to me, and it's like, well, why do you hate this group of people? It's like, well, I don't hate the group of people. It's just why? Why the kids? I just well, I was asking. I'm like I want to I want to know the answer to that. I had a question that I'm I haven't quite gotten an answer to yet. Yeah, kind of. I'm open. I'm not, but I'm open. To, <laughs> it's like I want to know. Yeah, I feel like before, before, the left was a little more interested in like dialogue. You mm-hmm. know, of like we believe this because of these reasons, and we'll tell them to you. Mm-hmm. But now it's more like if you dissent, you are de facto conservative yeah. and like therefore wrong. And there's no right. like we believe it for this, this and this reason. It's just like like I was talking to my dad about this the other day and I was like, I I hear people, I hear liberals talk about certain things like like transgenderism and how mm-hmm. like people can, you know, you can become a man or you can transition into a woman and people know how, know that they're a woman at a young age and they should do it. They should take hormones or whatever. And I was like, I will agree with you 100% if you tell me you believed this 10 years ago. Like most liberal person, 30-year-old currently, was a liberal when they were in their 20s, pro-gay marriage, all this stuff. Did you believe that a man could become a woman? Like literally 10 years ago. I don't think you did. Right. So why are you surprised that people don't believe it now? You, It could be correct. Like correctness is off the table. Assume for the sake of argument, as the great prophet Ben Shapiro has said. Did you believe that 10 years ago? And like, if not, what changed your mind? Because mm-hmm. I, I just, that, that conversation I feel like hasn't been happening. Yeah. Like, oh, I had this one metaphysical idea of like what, what conceptually gender is. And now, anyway. Right. Or it's, it's not, if it is the conversation that's being had, it's more of a gotcha by the right, where they'll look at someone like Hillary Clinton. It's like, oh, you voted against gay marriage in 1982 or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, ah, see, but it's not like a, it's never a, what changed. It was. Mm-hmm. And then if she, if that question does happen, she's like, well, there's been a lot of new, you know, we have a new understanding. We have a different understanding than we did. Before. What do you mean? We, <laughs> right. It's like these <laughs> weird, we? there's no way to even begin to, cause yeah, yeah, you're right. There's not been like a new metaphysical discovery. There's nothing new about the human person. Yeah. It's 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 just become it's fashionable. People have vaguely cited science that like science has discovered that gender right. is a spectrum. And I'm just like, I don't know. What is that? To like, me, social science, like psychology, you can't like, you how do you put down empirically on a sheet of paper what is happening in someone's brain? Like you can. You can t- you can talk about the electrons moving around in the nervous system. You can, oh, talk yeah. about, you can talk about the lobes and the cortexes and the hippocampi, and you can talk about those things and what they do and when they fire and when they don't fire. 
and the types of chemicals that are being pumped around in your brain meat. But like, <laughs> but none of that has any, and that's empirics, right? That's science. You can, you can measure that, but you can't like, you can't measure how someone feels. I am three gay. That's right. how I'm out of five. Yeah. It's like you go to the doctor's office, a scale of one to 10. How gay do you feel today? Right. Like it's just, it's <laughs> they different. should start asking that for the record. Yeah. What's your pain level on a scale of one to 10, eight, how gay are you feeling today? Nine. Wow. Well, I'll get Whoa. you the, we'll get you the better doctor. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but like you could even t- put setting aside the, the gay or the transgender thing. Like, let's say I feel I'm as sad as I've ever been because mm. I was going to get French toast and I didn't get French toast. And that's the saddest thing that's ever happened to me because I've lived an incredibly sheltered and privileged life. And there's yeah. a woman next to me whose child just died. And you both, you ask us both, how sad are you? And we both say 10. Like there's no, it's just, there's no way you yeah. like how you can't empiricize it. It's impossible. Yeah, you can't. Oh. And also your, your empirical research is going to be incredibly biased by the things that you're already, your hypothesis. So that's just, mm-hmm. that's just a proof that you, we understand this about science is that like the reason why we know, the reason why we know that men have male gametes and women have female gametes is because we've already decided what men and women are and we tested them and we found out what was different. And so if we didn't have that pre-existing definition of men and women, we wouldn't have been able to tell that gametes make sex hormones different. And so like, even the right is incorrect when it comes to the scientific understanding of gender. Both sides are wrong about gender. It's yes. like no one understands. This is the this is the crazy thing. And it, like mm-hmm. neither of them can really talk to each other. Yeah. Neither of them can really like understand. Like, why do you believe that men can't become women? Why do you believe that men can become women? Is it because you believe that there's some kind of metaphysical reality that exists outside of you? No, you don't. They don't, no one believes that. Yeah. Deep down in our little liberal hearts, we all believe that we can make anything happen, mm-hmm. that we can change our body chemistry, that like anybody can become an Olympic wrestler or pole vaulter just by like willing it by sheer force of will. Mm-hmm. And we all believe that like the, the Justice Kennedy thing is like the essence of liberty is to be able to define one's own concept of meaning for their own existence. That's crazy. Yeah. Like Supreme Court justice said that when defining what marriage was, was his definition was you can define marriage as whatever you want. If you understand that once everyone can define it for whatever they want, it's meaningless, right? Which is what's happening with gender, mm-hmm. which is what's going to happen with parents next. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why is the right wrong? I agree oh, that the right. they're wrong, but why specific, like I understand very clearly why the left is wrong, but why is the right oh, wrong yeah. about gender? So the 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 left the the right's argument for gender, this is this is a really like this is this is going to make your head hurt a little bit. I'm ready. But um so okay male gametes men have x chromosome y chromosome and women have x chromosome okay how did you find that out well i looked we in their the men, bones and we i took found all the it. men we took all the men and we said you're men and we took all the women and said you're women and we checked them to see what was different and the the men had xy chromosomes and the women had xx chromosomes and so that's how we know that men and women have different chromosomes Okay, how did you decide which of them were women? I pointed at the men and I pointed at the women. How did you know they were women before you tested them? That's the kind of question is like, how did you know they were women? Oh, because mm-hmm. it was a socially like it's so like sure. the, the, so the, the right has, argument, yeah. They don't have any they don't have anything outside of the human person to define what a human person is. 
Yes. And that, that's an issue is like you pointed at you pointed at men and you pointed at women. So you already knew what a man mm-hmm. and a woman was. Mm-hmm. And so you can't use what you then discovered to define it's, it's a tautology. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. And it's also biological determinism, which is right. funny because usually that used to be the left, but now it's the right. When it mm-hmm. comes to gender, they're like, well, no, by uh, the biology determines your reality. And it's like, I, I don't I don't actually think it does because it doesn't in every circumstance. So why does it determine reality in this circumstance? I hope yeah. that makes sense. It does. It's like it's like it's kind of like you have a dog for now and uh, <laughs> you have a dog for now and you say this is a dog. Mm-hmm. And you and you and you find that the dog has fur, right? And then you go to a a, a tiger, and you're like, and "This is a, this is also a dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it also has fur." And you determine vis a vis that that they are the same creature. Yeah, it's like it's a like, weird yeah. backwards way of determining what something is. Even if you figure out different results, you're going about it in the wrong way. Yeah. Science, scientific naturalism is never going to combat nominalism. Nominalism mm-hmm. is like whatever we've imposed a reality on nature. I named the and, thing and therefore that's what it is. Yeah. And so like that's our that's a that's a that's a very modern understanding of what things are, is that they're just we agree that all of these things are dogs. So they're all dogs, but like Mm -hmm. there is something that's natural because you can conceptualize what a dog is, even if you don't have a full and complete picture of its essence, because you can't understand every, you can't understand the essence of a gnat as Thomas Aquinas said, like you can't, you can like comprehend universals, but you can't understand like what it means to be a gnat, like way deep down, like even a fly. And so like, it's a, it's a problem to try and combat any kind of nominalism, like transgenderism is just nominalism. Right. With a, a few extra steps. Yeah. So drag queen story hours. So basically you're saying that William of Ockham was a drag queen. Yes. I I, I see you're fishing for an episode title there. <laughs> that would be a good one. Our episode title didn't do too well last week. So I it was no. too wordy. I need yeah, I didn't do too good. But I was That's not okay. I was under duress. William Uh, of Ockham was a drag queen is a good title because it's not the best joke in this episode. It's not the best joke in this episode. And it's also, it will get people to click because they like drag queen that's in the news. Uh, it'd be, it's, it's more also more funnier than saying Dylan Mulvaney was a medieval philosopher, you know, which (laughs) I don't know if Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney is a drag queen or not. That's not, don't please don't write in. Um, I don't know if that's the same thing. I can't. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been to a liquor store in months, so please, please do not write it. I've only seen Fox News briefly on Saturday night this past weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So, so basically, what you're saying is Darwin and Freud kind of screwed it all up. Yes. All right. That makes sense to me. Do we have any dating questions? I am looking for it. I now that we've now that we've effectively driven away every single person who doesn't agree with us one hundred percent. Let's let's give some free dating advice. Yeah, there we go. Um, one second. Yeah, take your time. Uh, dating adjacent question: Can y'all help me understand the arguments against cohabitating before marriage? 
I want to wrap my head around the nuances beyond just no sex before marriage. I have a brother and a friend who are both either rooming with a girlfriend or considering it. Both cases, I have no reason to believe they have an unchaste relationship. They both seem to see it as a practical measure to save on rent or similar reasoning. That got my gears turning about the question of cohabitation. My instinctual sense is that cohabitating is a bad idea on a practical level, even for a perfectly chaste couple. But I'm not sure how to articulate that into a solid line of reasoning. Any thoughts? I'd like to be able to explain it well if that should ever come up in conversation. Yeah, cohabitating is far and away the most practical solution. So, I mean, they've got you there. So you just need to like acknowledge that. Like, yeah, living with your girlfriend or living with your fiance before you're married makes way more financial sense. It makes way more social sense. It makes way more relationship sense sometimes to do that. The, it's the practicality is not the reason that the church says don't cohabitate. Um, it, it's it's in the same way that like, yeah, sometimes it's impractical to fast from meat on a Friday, you know, because you're at a, a church or not a church, you're at a business lunch and they bought steaks for everyone and you have to only eat the mashed potatoes and ask yeah. the server sheepishly for popcorn shrimp so that you can have something uh, with protein. Um, that's impractical. That's annoying. That's frustrating. Why should I have to do that? Why can't I just eat the steak that's right here in front of me? Well, it's because sometimes the church asks us to sacrifice things when it's not the right time to have those things, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense to us in the moment, I should be able to eat the steak. It's right here in front of me. There's no, it it doesn't hurt anybody. I'm not going to hell. I'm not, I'm I'm not Hitler. You know, I'm not like, there's no reason why I can't eat this steak. It's very similar with cohabitation where the church is saying, hey, this is not the right time for you to do this. It's a good thing. Church has no problem with you eating a steak. You can actually eat a steak this Friday, which is two days before this podcast coming out because it's a meat Friday. Amazing, right? Church has no problem with the steak. This podcast is coming out after that Friday. I don't so know. You yeah, so now don't eat it. But um, You could have. Uh, yes, two days you ago. Yeah, Sorry. You missed out. Oh, if only you were here, you would have known. The church has no problem with you living with a woman. It just has to be at the right time and and in the right way. And so I think that's uh, that's just to like wrap your head around that. And if somebody doesn't believe the church's teachings on marriage and they don't want to move out, like you can't for there's nothing you can do to force somebody else to not do this. You know what I yeah. mean? All you can say is, hey, I don't think it's a good idea for you to live with her. Uh, even if you guys are chaste. And if he says why, you can say, well, we know that the church asked us not to live with uh, you know, someone that we're dating or engaged to before we're married because it can be a source of temptation. It can be a source of scandal. Uh, and and I don't want that for you. And if yeah. they, they say, well, that's not going to be a problem for me, say, okay. Doubt. Yeah, I don't. Oh, you're saying you're not sexually attracted to the woman you're going to live with? Crazy. You probably yeah. shouldn't marry her then. Never in the history, even in like non-sexual relationships, never in history have there been men and women roommates that have not at least thought about it. You know? Because sometimes it's like Friday night, you've had the worst week of work, you're both home, you've never thought about this before in your life, but you have a couple drinks and you're just like, maybe. You're not uh, Jesus. You can't right, you're not Jesus. Really, you're a human yeah. being who has... Yeah urges trust and, yourself less that's, and they my, have to that's be, my opinion on this those urges have to be pointed somewhere and uh they're either going to be pointed back at you which we know is not good or they're going to be pointed at this other person 
which is also not good. Uh, so you just kind of have to like know yeah. that about yourself. And if your friends, your brother, your cousin, whoever it is in the question, if they don't want to acknowledge that, that's their problem, not yours. But what you can say is, this is why uh, I really don't think it's a good idea. I can help you find a new place. I can help her find a new place, whatever, offer your services. But you can't you can't really force them to do anything, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But that's kind of would be what I would say is the rationale behind the the teaching. Yeah. I mean, the the main thing is like don't do married things before you get married. Like that this it's like the same reason why the same reason why you should it's the same reason why you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Shouldn't share the same bed, shouldn't share the same house. It's because, like, you shouldn't do married things before you're married. Because, like, it's not for you yet. I mean, you're, you're but Patrick, your I cook a meal with my girlfriend before we're married and married. Yeah, so that's not a married thing then, huh? <laughs> you know, it's like the thing, it's like the, the, the church understands human nature better than you. It's an act <sighs> of humility, right? The church, is under, the church has been around for a while. It understands human nature better than us. It's like you might think that you're, and this goes for traveling with your significant other. Like, don't share a hotel room. It's a bad idea. It's technically mm -hmm. not a sin, but it's also stupid. Um, yes. Because, like, whether or not something is a sin should not be the metric by which you do or do not do things. Yes, it's such a weird legalistic way to live. <laughs> but anyway, like, I, I wrote an article about this for Catholic Match Three. Oh, non, I didn't three know. I was speaking to an expert in the field. Mr. Three non-religious reasons why you shouldn't live together before marriage. Nice. And uh, one of them was just get stuck. Like it's it's important to be stuck with a person when you commit to them. And when you're living together, you're not stuck with them. You have the option of getting out. So like that mentality is going to stay. You know, your, your living situation is not going to change when you get married. So like you're going to be like, well, I could just break up anytime. Uh, it changes your thought pattern. Um, yeah, you've already you've already developed that pattern of like, Oh yes, sorry. Uh, moving in together is a is a yeah. Reading my article. Uh, moving in together is a um, a signal to your brain that things are different now. Mm -hmm. So it's like a good it's a good way to like actually jump into marriage with both feet. And then um, the compatibility myth of like I gotta see if we're compatible. You're a man and a woman. You're not compatible. <laughs> That's the that you know like yeah. you're just not compatible. Yeah. I, I, I heard that brother. <laughs> it's just, you have different, like you have different ways of thinking, mm -hmm. you know, you're, 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 you're men and women, you're different. That's good. Yes. And like, you're supposed to learn, you're supposed to be incompatible and move in together and then deal with the fact that you're stuck with this person and that incompatibility plus stuckness driven by the love between the two of you is what makes you a saint. And if you decide to stop loving them, it is like hell on earth. Yeah. But if you keep loving that person, it's it makes you a saint. And that's the whole point of all of this. We need to dispense with this utilitarian practical notion of social relationships. Every good relationship that you have, romantic or otherwise, will be impractical and inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Like, just acknowledge that, grow up, and recognize yep. you don't get to have everything you want. Yep. Welcome to the real world. Boom. Now go get a right. job at McDonald's and start putting money in a 401k and, and, yeah. and invest in the stock market that'll grow forever and it's never gonna crash. And the housing prices are never gonna go down and your and the interest rates will always be low. And the United States government will always be the most powerful government on the planet. 
and it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the government, I'm going to go back to work. What? I have to go back to work. You don't work for the government. I know. <laughs> look, it's me and it. Look, remember, you are dust. And okay. to dust, you shall return. And it's funny because I got a vacuum right there. <laughs> it will vacuum you up, dust man. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to grind up your bones and I'm going to put them in my mm-hmm. Dyson. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch, $10 a month and up will get you the weekly bonus podcast. Every other level is just for fun. Uh, someone told us in our patron discord the other day that they actually paid, I think $13 for a coffee. And it made her realize that it was true when we say yeah. that it's the cost of a coffee, it's the cost of a cup of coffee. So think about how much you spend on coffee out a month. Think about if you maybe could allocate some of those funds to to supporting what we do so that we can mm-hmm. keep making the show, we can keep making bonus content, we can keep growing the show, doing all mm-hmm. the things that we want to do so badly to reach more people. Another thing is, is if you like the show, share it with somebody. Have you? When was the last time you sent a link to our show to someone you know? When was the last time you, you maybe took one of our reels or YouTube shorts that we make and sent it to a friend and said, Hey, you hey, should really listen to this podcast. They make it so easy. A share link. It is copy the link and you send it. You can send it via iMessage and just send it to your mom. Moms love our podcast. Moms love our podcast. Um, so I think if you like our show, please share it with a friend. And if you do share it with a friend and they actually listen to it, tweet at us and uh, we'll give you a shout out on uh, next week's show. Yeah. At the Crunchcast on Twitter. Uh, we love you. We need you. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Tune in next week when I announce that I am starring as Tinky Winky in the Teletubbies movie. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all in Patrick's belly next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.